special is in the air here. Long. Games. Brees Hall over the right side, powering in, touchdown Cyclones. Out to the 10, to the left side, to the 5, touchdown! Oh my goodness, what a touch by Wall! Welcome back to another Just Enough Sound the Sirens. I'm your host, Thomas Ornis, and today I'm joined with my dad, Craig Ornis, as usual. Again. We're going to recap the special weekend of for our, in our household and a lot of cycling households. First of all, we started the Friday night by the Humboldt Wildcats going to the Dome for the first time in, since 2006. Second time in school history. Second time in school history. Yeah. Will, my brother Will and the Cats are going against Harlan and on Saturday at 7 o'clock. And then we follow that up by having the absolutely perfect Texas weather, like tailgating weather. It was perfect. Yeah. Weather. Perfect temperature. It was just a perfect day. Couldn't uh, like you couldn't have ridden up better. It yeah. was a uh, perfect tailgate weather. Yeah, I don't think you could get better tailgate weather. I mean, yeah. it was really nice out. I mean, it was sweatshirt weather. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was as packed as some of the other games, but you know, it, it's just those those August games get really uh, ugly really fast because everybody can get up and start tailgating like at six in the morning. But I didn't see it getting as ugly this time. Yeah, you know, it was fun because there were several Texas people there and were related to some of them, yep. which was fun and just good, clean fun, and everybody had a good time. And yep, shout we out. We had a better time than the Texas fans, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, it was, it was just a special weekend overall for us because, like, the, obviously we'll go in the Dome. We've already addressed that. But, like, having a family having a family that's Texas fans, finally being able to sit with them during a Texas game, it's the last time Texas probably come to Ames. Yeah. And it was just a fun day. The, Spend of the Salises, Sam, Danny, and Dre. It was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was a perfect day. And, uh, yeah, it was Texas was, uh, I was a little scared coming to this game. Last, yeah. I thought Texas, because I watched them against Oklahoma and in the first couple halves of the season, they looked pretty darn good and on offense. But they came out with uh, Thompson and then they just benched him and put in the new guy. I'm not sure why. Maybe it was just because Iowa State, it was kind of like a, like when Purdy came in and like we don't have much film on this freshman that started that got benched after he had a really poor performance against Arkansas and then he played against us and uh was I, not did, good. Did not play very well. No and to say the least. You know, I heard Keith Murphy say this week the the number of five and four stars that Texas has had since two thousand seventeen is just an obnoxious number. Um and, you know, talent wise they've got dudes there's no yeah. doubt i mean especially up front they've got some big dudes but man are they a mess right now yeah just I mean, it's they'll I, they, I mean we i just i think they'll figure it out someday because like they have all the resources they have there's no really reason why they shouldn't be good they're turning into nebraska yeah but like they really are nebraska I mean, don't yeah. have doesn't have five-star recruits right nebraska but nebraska is in nebraska that's the problem texas is in texas and texas has is surrounded by really good athletes nebraska not so much. I mean, they're the only school in the in the state, but they don't have the speed. Doesn't come out of Texas. They always got it out of other 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 states. But you know, they just aren't haven't been very good, very consistent for a long time. And uh, they thought Tom Herman was the problem, and man, were they wrong? 
right now, so far anyway. I mean, but I think Tom Herman was going in the right direction. They finally figured out like when they played Iowa State, their defense like was playing way better. But now like they got a new defense coordinator. I mean, we, we I think we're just simply better than them. No, there's like, no we, doubt. We have uh, when you throw out a like a freshman quarterback against the best defense in the Big Twelve, arguably. And at home, it's, the last, it's an angry crowd. Oh, boy. Because last week against West Virginia, it's last week that Texas, the last time Texas is coming to town, all of us knew that. Perfect tailgating weather, tailgating all day. It's a night game. They, Iowa State does a perfect job of pump faking the black uniforms. Yeah. Because they, they did. announced early in the season of, or early <laughs> in the week that they're doing red uniforms, but then they came out with all blacks. Everyone's pumped up. The student section was wild. It was just uh, the fir- first half was pretty darn boring, but it was boring. But when Brees Hall broke out that run, that was that run was like the run that we're gonna remember him by. I think like he, it was very similar to Troy Davis's last uh, run against Missouri, Missouri when yeah. when he was a senior, and that's like the infamous Pete Taylor call that everyone remembers Pete Taylor by. And uh, yeah, it was just a special special weekend for our. Yeah, it was just awesome. We we had a great view of of uh, of uh, Brees's run too. He was running right towards us, yeah. and you're in section M up there, so it's it's a really nice. View. I mean, that's not a bad seat at all. I mean, it's a great view of the of the stadium and or and the the running right at us. I mean, we went we went to the game with Derek Clark, which who has been on the podcast, former middle linebacker for Iowa State. Um, he was sitting right next to me, and and. Uh, it was the he was even saying the the first half was just a snoozer, but man, did it change! I mean, and I I heard somebody I think it was Brent Bloom say this week, you know, he thought that now Jack Trice is starting turn turn into the Hilton atmosphere, and I thought the exact same thing. I didn't tell you that, but I thought the exact same thing about in the end of the third quarter. I was just looking around. I said, man, this feels like Hilton back in the heyday. I mean, that back when we had you know what huge crowds and it was really loud and the and the crowd could really get involved in the game and that's what it's starting to feel like especially in november i mean because i ever can remember you know 15 years ago that you'd go to a november game and there would be like three rows of students in the balcony and there'd be no other students it was totally packed um on the student section and it was totally packed by kickoff a lot of times there's people staggering in not that that would miss kickoff, and it was completely full yeah. by the time the game started. So man, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's a, it was a great atmosphere. Um, it's a long day. I'm not going to kid you when you're when it's a six thirty kick and you got to drive home. We got home about midnight and um, had a late night the night before. So it was a um, there was just a it's a it's a long day. But you know, I really enjoy going to the games and sitting up there because you get to see, you know, such a different angle than the game itself. And I know it's easy to stay home and watch it on TV, but man, if you're a football fan and you understand coverages a little bit and, and like to watch guys run routes, I mean, Derek and I were saying, got him, you know, before they'd even throw the pass because we could see it. That's something you can't see on TV. You can see when somebody's running open or you can anticipate it. Like we had a great shot of Mike Rose in the fourth quarter running, running with a wide receiver on a seam route. Stride for stride. I mean, holy mackerel! How many linebackers can do that? I mean, yeah. and we had some. We had a great shot of Will McDonald's sack and on the on the um, lost it down when they on the grounding because it was right on our end. So, yeah, it was fun. And 
I'm so glad I was there. It was just a, it was a, it was a great day. Even if it wasn't a personal thing with our family, it was just a great day to, to be there to watch. And we can go through all the details of it, but then the first half being boring, but I just thought it was so funny that everybody stuck around to boo Texas when they went down in front of their band and was singing their yeah. yellow rose of Texas or whatever, or yeah, <laughs> excuse me, which was just looking at that, that was hilarious. Looking at that scene, like if that, that scene, if, the movie played out where we lost in heartbreaking fashion, like Jeremiah George again. Right. That would have been like, people say like, make fun of Tennessee fans or they really hammered the Tennessee fans when they're throwing stuff on the field. But we were like, that's, that was a situation where Texas is coming to town. This is the last time Texas leaving and the players are leaving for the last time right in front of the student section. Um, but I only saw a couple things thrown at the players. I didn't see anything. But nothing. But, but there was there was a lot of students still there, and nothing, it was a, quite a while after the game. Nothing connected. So and we haven't heard anything about that. So so yeah, I mean, was, we we had some great performances. I thought I thought Brock played extremely well. I thought Xavier Hutchison, man, he he made that one cut where he caught the ball yeah. and planted his right foot on the ground and left that guy sitting in the sitting on his rear end trying to tackle him. And um, he had a touchdown pass. I mean, they said. And Xavier said in the post game thing that they've only practiced that twice, and both times it was incomplete. Really? So, yeah, it was it was a it was a great day, and it's always it's always fun to be Texas, but they are not Texas right now. I mean, and they I heard a guy I was listening to a Colin show this week. I haven't told you this, but there's a Texas fan at the game sitting behind the Texas bench, and he was just fuming mad because the Texas players were coming off on defense and laughing and joking it up you know, when they were coming off the field. And it looks like they just don't care. And now I don't know if you saw on social media this yeah, this yeah. afternoon that recording of one of their defensive coordinators on the bus, that really kind of affirmed what I heard, on you know, two days ago on a call-in show, that they just really don't care. I mean, so but, how awesome would it be to see them get beat by Kansas this weekend? Well, like, what do they have to play for, like, yeah, I mean, sure. But, like they, they lost. They've lost in heart. Like they've been up. Like, like they have Bijan Robinson. Probably him and Brees Hall, the best running backs in the nation. Like he's a true sophomore. Yeah, he's really he's good. He's really good. Yeah, yeah. He, he got banged up. Moore just entered the transfer portal this week too. Yeah, they. Uh, it's just, receiver. Uh, yeah, like that's with firing a coach too early. I'm not sure if Texas did that with Tom Herman or not because Tom Herman wasn't. Like he's won three bowl games. Like he's never lost a bowl game oh. at Texas. And it's just one of those things where the you know Texas thinks they're going to wave a magic wand. It's like you know think back when Nebraska started its downfall. Osborne left. Frank Solich took over, and they didn't think Frank Solich was doing a good enough job. And they've never been back to that. And so that's just you know it's you get kind of used to you know playing on a high level, and you can't ride the storm out. I mean, it's like I've said before, that old saying that I heard a long time ago, the only one that jumps off, the only one that gets hurt on a roller coaster is the one that jumps off. And sometimes you got to ride out the bad times. Like me, Bryce, or Bryce Bradley and Tool, uh, Nathan Tool went to the last, uh, not last one, but the one where there's full, full fans. Brock Purdy's was an 18-year-old going to Texas with, yeah. without Dave Montgomery because he got, it was before the Baylor where he, got, he punched a Baylor player and then got suspended for the next first half and tech I, in Austin Texas is beautiful nothing there's like Joe Rogan moved there man. yeah it's like, gotta be cool there's no reason why Texas shouldn't be they have the potential to be Bama or at least just be half that but like they have been but like their expectations are so high that they you can't 
like they don't they're missing the culture obviously like campbell has a culture like if campbell can build culture at iowa state and texas can't build a culture at texas with all the resources they have yeah, but i think they have the best state recruits right they have the most money budget in the nation they have the biggest the, one of the biggest stadiums it's austin texas for crying out loud in the middle of the state and uh for whatever reason, ever since Vince Young or Cole McCoy left and they put Blaine Gabbard in, they just have fallen off the cliff. I don't, you know, I, I think we've talked about this before that co- a lot of coaching is managing egos. I don't care what level it is. I mean, it's high school. I mean, you've got the egos in high school, but then you get to the Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson level, and you're dealing with all these four and five star guys who have been told how great they are since they were in, you know, elementary school. And now you're really, you know, you're not, it's not so much an X's and O's thing. It's just getting them to play together and real and, and play for each other because they're so used to playing for themselves. And I think that's where Matt is hitting home runs is that he's getting guys that come from really good families that get it, that want to like, he's, he's gone on and on and on about how Xavier Hutchison is such a team guy. And when you have your best guy, one of your best players is a team guy that go that goes a long ways. And I think Texas is just being exposed to having a bunch of guys that really don't care about anything but themselves. Yeah, like just to bring this back to like Iowa state terms, like Tinsley and visor, like that's not the most, like that's the best team in Iowa state history, but that's not, they're not the most talented team in Iowa state history. Like, no, just look at the Bryce Deshaun uh, Jones. I mean, year. Right. But like, it, that's the most talented team in Iowa state history, but they could not get a, like they got along, but when things were going good, but when things were going bad, it, it took them a while for them. To, like, there's so many 20 point comebacks. Yeah. Where, like, it's a different it, era, too. I mean, it was, it, you know, and we had, there was not really any transfers on that team. I mean, it was a, I'm talking about Tinsley's era, but um, you also, you know, also had a different group of guys that were possibly looking at like their last chance. I mean, like Bryce's. All right, Tinsley, you know, he wasn't going anywhere else. Besides, you know, that's not, it's a different discussion. But I'm just saying, like, a, a collective of talent versus just guys working at one, going one goal and just playing their living butts off together. Right. Like, they weren't, like, Tinsley and all those weren't, like, jealous of Visor because he's getting the national attention. Right. That, then, the end, well, as far as we know. I mean, we like, yeah, B. John and, Robinson's being, being good, but, like, I can just see, like, some players are jealous of the attention he's getting, but, like, they're not good enough to be jealous. Right. They, they have to be all on the same page or you're going to lo- lose the, like, but, yeah, I'm just like, even on Iowa State's roster, like, some of our highest recruits Campbell's got still haven't broken through because they don't, like, I'm just, like, saying from afar, but obviously the te- the players that like each other and play the hardest together, that gel together, have played. But they've all, the, those players were, like, the two stars, the three stars. Right. Not the four-star receivers and like the, the like get the receipt like the type of players that blows up twitter when we get the player but yeah. when you got to get, get to campus you're just like the roy walling or the walk-ons yeah. that you got to play that hard or well i mean I think campbell said today on his press conference or i think it was today so he said that uh you know trust is a big thing and he said one way to get earn trust on our team is to get on a special team and do your job. Yeah. You have to prove yourself on a special team to do your job, and there's guys on there that are playing because they did their job on special teams. Like and Zach Peterson, Will McDonald. We're it's all, on the all stinking freshmen. kickoff they're team. Because like, we need them on special teams. Yeah. But, but they started off special. 
like when they're true freshmen, the fr- retro freshmen, they started on special teams and they were killing it, and they just were. That's what got them into into the rotation and haven't looked back. It's like what the old saying goes. I mean, when um, hard work beats talent, when talent doesn't work hard. I mean, that's the honestly got truth, and that's what's happening to Texas right now. The most could you? This might be the most dumbfounding thing ever with recruiting. Will McDonald only had one other offer, and it was New Mexico. Yeah, so, but what? how many offers did Montgomery have? How many offers did Brees have? I mean, Brees blew up kind of, I guess, at the end. Who's the other one that his only offer was like us? Was that David? I don't know. D- David was a wild. He was a Toledo yeah, commander, yeah, wasn't he? Was, he? He, was a, he was a really low star, too. But he so, played, I, think, I think Campbell's really good at, at recognizing – Potential, or like not necessarily recognizing talent, recognizing potential, and using that talent, or use like building the talent. Like Hakeem Butler had an enormous amount of potential, but we couldn't really see it because I mean we didn't have any quarterbacks to throw it to him. But yeah, it just he got into the culture, and like Dave Montgomery led the way and showed Dave Montgomery, Brian Peavy led the way, saying yeah. we're not doing the old Iowa State anymore. Like Peavy even said in his. And his uh, interview with us is like the six on six, like the six winning six games. Like, how is that the trophy of Iowa State? Right. Yeah. Why can't we do more? And we've it's it's just weird to beat Texas three times. Like, if you'd have told my yeah. seven year old self that we <laughs> like the the same kid that's watching Colt McCoy put up like sixty points on and Jack Trice, like it's nothing. That that says someday you're gonna beat Texas three three times in a row, and you're gonna be legitimately better than Texas. All three of those times. So I wonder what Mac Brown thinks of all this. Because he's a you and Mac, Bra- yeah. Mac Brown got Mac ran Brown. out and has revived North Carolina. So you know it, it's a very similar thing to what happened with Tom Davis when he got run out of Iowa. They said it wasn't good enough, and then it took them forever to to try to recover. I'm sh- I don't think they're quite there yet. And I think if if Iowa would fi- would all of a sudden decide they're going to run Ferens out of town, they'd probably learn the same lesson again. So it's, it's happened in Nebraska, happened to Iowa basketball. Now it's happening to Texas. It's just it's going to happen to Scott And Frost. I tell you what, I mean, if Alabama's if Saban moves on, you know, Alabama. It's not that long ago. Alabama wasn't that great. Yeah, I we mean, played we, him, we played them. Played them in a bowl game. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's it, it's a the culture is the big thing, and right now Texas ain't got it. It's just not bottom line. But like, just to think, they're so close. <laughs> like, okay, they've like they always fall off because they don't really have anything to play for anymore. Like they've already lost the big they're twelve four race. and five. Is the, that right? They've already lost the Big Twelve race. Like they were killing Oklahoma. Like they were making a laughing stock out of Oklahoma in the first half. And for whatever reason they just fall apart. Yeah. And uh and one and just this one thing one thing that we can't like underappreciate is John Haycock at halftime. Oh boy. Every, every time. Every single time. Except maybe the West Virginia game possibly, but that's about it. Yeah, it just – he absolutely kills it every time. And they put a new quarterback in, and he – to try to, like, phase us, but it didn't phase us at all. Our D-line absolutely owned the Texas's O-line, and uh, it was a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, just for the fun of it, how does Texas finish? So, they 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 have – they are at can they excuse me yeah they play Kansas at home this weekend that would probably that should get them to five and five they go at West Virginia that's a not I mean that's not that's a not gimme, a gimme. No. Kansas State that's not a gimme either so they have the potential to be what five and seven yeah 
Blues. Lord have mercy if that happens. Yeah, you fire Tom Herman, who hasn't lost a bowl game, and then the first year you have the Sark guy who's supposed to be the new, who really hasn't done anything. And they anywhere, yeah. Anywhere, he's but, got like a 500 head coaching record. And like giving him the trophy of the Texas job because he's the Bama offense coordinator right. and like has Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and – I mean, Henry Ruggs, who, I mean, yeah. That's why, I mean, same thing I said when we talked about Baylor with Aranda. He was talking about how great of a coach he is. But he was the D coordinator at LSU. I mean, show me a guy that's getting success at, at an Iowa State or an Iowa, for that matter, or, you know, pick a Kansas State, a team that doesn't have all of the the uh, luxuries of an Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Clemson, you know, those guys – and show me a guy who's getting success at those other places, and then he's probably going to be successful at a bigger school. But, you know, when they come from – they think they're just because they're the D coordinator at Alabama they're all, or whatever he was, they're automatically going to win. They ain't. But there's already some Texas, Texas fans that are already given up on Sark. Right. Yeah. And there's he's yeah. like I mean, right. a little over ha- – like oh, halfway through, obviously, or the end of the season. But Well, because the cupboard wasn't bare. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like they were, this is a rebuild. Because they were – about to absolutely blow the doors off Oklahoma State. They throw a pick six and then they just fold. And they fold. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, they've got Caleb Thompson or Caleb Williams comes in against uh, Texas and runs the first play, runs it all the way to the house, and then play, they play it Caleb Williams the rest of the way and and uh, yeah, they yeah. lose. Which, it was a fun day. I mean, it was. It was. Uh, I think there was a lot of anger that got vented. I mean, the first half was pretty quiet. It, people weren't that it wound up, but as soon as uh, you know, we did that pass from Xavier to Tyreek. The roof kind of blew off the place and kind of kept going the whole time. It, it, so. it felt like the West Virginia game where just like, okay, we're just going to turn to a party. Like, they play Juicy Wiggle. Yeah, right, yeah. All bets are off with that. And Mavis. Mavis, yeah. Mavis is the man again, 52-yarder. I mean, because, yeah. like, it was, well, he's a luxury right we, now. We had, like, a false start or something, and then they moved back, and then they still he nailed still it. He still nailed it, yeah. yeah he, he just hammered it. it. He nailed both of those, so. Yeah, yeah it's just – I'm still not used to having a kicker who's consistent. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting used, getting to, it. used I to it. I hope I hope we have we can continue this. But I mean, yeah, just it just sucks how we didn't have him last year because and, and uh, we get a we get uh, Mr. Dunn with the pun of the year. Yeah, we got a shout out Corey Dunn. Yeah, like he, we've been hard on him, but man, he had a heck of a one in that one. That could have been easily down to the one, but somebody they touched it at the four. But that was the best pun of the year like, by far. Yeah, like. If you go with our podcast so far, probably the most hard we've been on is Steve Brom, obviously. And then Corey Dunn's probably number two. And yep. uh, we got to give him props. It's, yeah, that was it's his great best punt of his career by far. Gets to keep his scholarship. And, and shut us up because like, we were like, why in the hell is <laughs> right. Corey Dunn come out there? And he's absolutely. He just it, drilled it. Yeah. Drills it. It was awesome. Five. And everybody, you could tell when he went silent, everybody was happy for him. So I'm like, happy for him too. Because like, I've heard that like, he's a. He's really good in practice, but like when it comes to the lights on, just uh, well, it'd be nice if that if that light would come on. Yeah, because I mean that that would be another that would be a great weapon to have if we can get you know if we have to punt it from our own forty five or something and we can get him inside the five, that would be awesome. Yeah, it was good just, time for that to happen. Yeah, it was a fun fun time just with a great crew. Like Devin came from <clears throat> played a grand played a game at Grandview and then came up to the to game. That was fun. Yeah, yeah it was a yeah. We got on to Texas Tech, right? On to Texas Tech, and we got. We got, still got a shot to make the Big 12 championship. The West Virginia game really hurt the, that chances, but they're still, they're still a shot because, like, what Oklahoma's not a world beater by any no. means. And when we're playing this good and clicking, and uh, I think we, we got a shot. Like, Brees Hall, like, we can't say enough. Like Our offensive line played yeah. better. I mean, we got a lot more. 
we've got a, we had some gap. We we got some holes. We gave them time to throw. I mean, they struggled in the first half, but but it's just when you it takes. A, I feel like when you are facing a they they have <clears throat> Texas has giants. Yeah, because they they can just have the cream of the crop. That's not Bama, but like of Texas that want to play it in your hometown of uh, home state of Texas. But they just have huge human beings, and it yeah. just. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. But at one time, when Brees jumped over a guy, and their defensive lineman came and tackled him and landed right on top of him. Yeah, I was like, oh boy. I thought it was gonna be like Flat Stanley or something would get up because he was just got smashed like the Wiley Coyote with yeah. the anvil. Maybe Brees when he's a freshman, but Brees is Brees has gotten a little bigger since when he was a freshman because yeah. he's yeah he's a uh, yeah he's, he, can, he, he jumped right up though. Yeah, yeah, it just another thing I put down here is like. It's the lot like we play in the next home games TCU and that was the last Saturday of Brees, Kohler, uh, Anthony Johnson, Will McDonald, Mike Rose. It was just kind of a s- lot of uh, nostalgia is going to be with that game. I yeah. feel like because uh, it'd mean the last time Texas is in town and all that those people like are going to be Iowa State legends forever. Yeah. Like Brock Purdy, Brees Hall. Still have the TCU game that Friday after Thanksgiving. I hope we can get a decent crowd to that. But but like it's gonna it be really tough. T- them students will be them gone. firing Gary Patterson kind of blows the like it's not as exciting anymore. No. But they but they, they, they beat they, Baylor. They, they, did, they did what I said. I said last week on the podcast. I said they when that coach coach gets fired. Sometimes there's a bounce, and there was a bounce in TCU. Yeah, they dressed like Zerg from Toy Story, but they still <laughs> that was. Brutal. It they was still, Zerg from Toy Story. That's right. They still uh, got, got the W, which was big for us in the it's huge. Big 12 race. It really opens the door. Yeah. So, it's what we needed to have happen. Yeah. And I was just saw a thing on Twitter, the BYU Stadium. Yeah. It is. It looks it's beautiful. Sick. Yeah. It's really the mountains in the background. And and it is not true that they can't have caffeine. There's, there, you know, there's always like Doc Sadler supposedly is making fun of them oh when we were down when there. we were down there that they can't have caffeine but that's not true so who knows it would be a beautiful stadium but i'm you're gonna have to enjoy your that diet cokes or yeah meditate to yeah yeah so anyway but yeah that's saying fun. like them be, like texas leaving we're not texas leaving the conference we're not bringing in like tulane or like you and i or right, like a right. team that doesn't like have a huge fan base or have a cool venue like cincinnati who's in the playoff race byu houston Cincinnati's drivable. BYU is there's not a really direct flight there, so it's it's a tough. Well, it's like place a des- to get destination to. spot, but like yeah, if you're a skier, but like you, it's not like live in the middle of the desert like Texas Tech, right? Like there's the Texas mount, Tech mount, is really hard to get to mountains, and it'd be beautiful. There is nothing. There is nothing glamorous about this road trip to Lubbock. That's I'm telling I'm, you, I've driven th- I've driven the, through there before. I've been to the Texas Tech game when Ryan Harklow was actually playing and. It is a whole lot of nothing out there. You think Western Nebraska is boring? Western Texas is just as boring. It's just a little warmer. Yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, I really got really went through all the stuff. Mike Rose being back was huge, absolutely no. huge. No. Just just from a you know, I said I said last week that I thought part of the thing that happened when Rose went out is it was, it was a disruption to our defense, and I think we learned that he just he helps get people in the right place just because he's so good. He understands it. And he's kind of our coach on the field, him and Eisworth both. But, you know, every, when, when Mike Rose talks, everybody listens. And so that's why I think missing him at the West Virginia game, West Virginia game was probably a bigger piece than what we 
probably anticipated. Back also, then. like them being out, micros being on sweats on the sidelines, kind of like, man, if only we had you right. You're only yeah. out there, right? And we well, we still almost won. Yeah, we should have won. Should have won. That's right. So yeah, um, it was a pretty pretty special weekend for Cycle Nation and. I just hope, you know, I I, I said it three weeks ago, this Texas Tech game worries me, and it still worries me. I know they're not any good, but, you know, they have guys that are on scholarship too, and I'm hoping that this, you know, I hope Rose plays. I hope that refocuses us, but, you know, they lost to Kansas State at Kansas State by one. Um, they beat West Virginia at West Virginia. So they – and they – beat Houston who I think is a decent team this year so they've got some guys it's just that they've had a little chaos this year with the firing their coach and everything and so if we come out and try to mail it in it's going to be another but, sound the sadness but like uh they fire their coach and they've hired a new guy they one of Baylor's guys he's at the game tonight he's a they saw on Twitter he's coming to speak at halftime of the Texas Tech basketball game tonight that's kind of and strange. he's still a coach at Baylor I can't that's that's really strange I don't I've never heard of that I don't think I've ever heard of something like that happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know a ton about Texas Tech. I mean, they've if got. If they're anything you know, like they were last year, they like. Were, same quarterback. But like, no, uh, yeah, they crossed the 50 like three times. Me and Mike were there front row. Yeah. Absolutely embarrassed. It was an embarrassing performance. We're, we're just better than them. But Campbell owns Texas Tech, and I hope it's still true. Uh, Their leaning rusher's got 374 yards in the year. So. Like, Texas Tech was the last time we were there was uh, Brees Hall's coming out party. He just yeah. absolutely ran Was that over. the one where uh, Willie Harvey had the pick six? No, that was 2017. Okay. 20- yeah. so, was, didn't we have a pick six last time we were Spears. there too? Spears. Spears, yeah. Spears had yeah. pick six at Texas Tech, and then the following year did it at home. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then he almost had one the next year. Yeah. We couldn't do it all three years, but I was kind of disappointed by that, but. Yeah, Lubbock's a, Lubbock's a very arid place. I mean, it's a you know it'll be a lot warmer than it is in Iowa, but that's about it. They probably have a good steak somewhere, and that's the only attraction to to West Texas. I remember one time when I was I was in a I was driving for work when I, we lived in New Mexico. I was driving my car by Clovis, New Mexico, which is just across the border from Lubbock, and I was following this truck, and I could not figure out what in the heck is falling off of this truck hitting my car. I was worrying it was going to start denting up my car, and it was a it was a like a grain truck that we have in Iowa, but it was like a dump truck full of peanuts, and they were blowing off the top of the, the top of the thing and banging into my car. That's one of my and it it is a desolate air part of the country when you go out in the rural part of West Texas. You've ever seen Friday Night Lights when they you know it's kind of a similar part of West Texas, and when you get out of the city, there is nothing out there. When people say the world's overpopulated, I'm just like, we got we got land. We just need to figure out how to spread everyone out right. if that's yeah. the case. Because yeah. Texas, we went on, me, Chris, and Louie went to Montana one time. Montana is just absolutely yeah. massive. There's, like, there's town, there's houses that are, like, literally, like, two hours away from, like, a grocery store. I'm like. Well, like, if, like I, have to, I tell this to coaches that I talk to. is you know, they're basically, man, we've got a, we've got a road game this weekend, and we're going to to two and a half hours away. And I said, man, if that was the Western Nebraska or Montana, that would probably be your closest game. Yeah. I mean, Montana goes to high school games that are four and five hour road trips. I mean, that's just, it, it's all relative. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, so, depends on the, it depends on the area. At least, at least Montana's got something to look at. There is nothing to look at in West Texas. 
So yeah. I'm hoping we can pull it off. I mean, it, it's good. It, like I think Campbell has got their attention. The I think our leaders have got the attention. Sounds like we pretty much have everybody for the most part in this season healthy. But I thought the funniest thing I heard this week was Campbell talking about Kohler. I don't know if you heard that or not, but he was talking about, he referred to him as Chuck, All which right. I thought was funny, yeah. um, saying how competitive he is. And, and he said that this summer they were playing a pickleball game in his dry in Matt Campbell's driveway. It rose and Campbell against Kohler and uh, gosh, who was the other one? It was with Kohler and, Hmm, Purdy maybe? I don't remember. And uh, um, so he says, I'm undefeated, by the way. And he beat Kohler and those guys. And he said Kohler was mad for three hours afterwards and wanted to play again. And he goes, no, I won. I'm in this my house. So yeah. I, I just would love to see a video of Mike Rose and and Campbell on the same pickleball team in, a, in somebody's driveway. But yeah, when I saw Kohler get a couple of catches against Texas. I'm like, that's a kid who probably absolutely despises Texas. Oh, yeah. Lives he got a little shove. Remember that one pat? Yeah. He got it, and the guy, the D-back shoved him a little bit. That was pretty cool. Yeah, was, I'm sure he talked a little bit. He's probably he's probably a master trash talker. He beat Texas three out of four times. That's, yeah, that's, that's insane. Like, coming to Iowa State, I'm sure he probably didn't think <clears throat> that he'd go three to four against Texas. Yeah. And uh, – so we got about 15 minutes to tip off or 10 minutes to tip off. Yeah, you want to talk about basketball for a little bit? We're or? doing this before basketball. It's kind of – it's going to be literally outdated in 15 minutes, but we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit. Yeah, it did. Not, I mean, I've, like, with the last couple of weeks where Foster has gone off the team. Uh, Javon Johnson the, left. Javon Johnson transferred uh, – what's his face? The uh, uh, Auburn guy. Oh, uh, uh, Henson. Henson. Yeah, Blake Henson. Like Henson, who was supposed to be like one of our best shooters, leaves. I like. Obviously, TJ was going to have a pass either way because we just need new. We have new, new uh, staff, new identity. I just hope uh, it's fun to watch. We got Tyrese Hunter, one of the top, like top five recruits we've ever gotten. Who I've heard is playing really well yeah. for a freshman. So he's starting tonight, and TJ said that he hope he wishes he could play him thirty nine minutes, but just what. I don't know. Just coming into the season before it even starts, I'm just frustrated that the kids that are in college now don't remember Iowa State basketball being good. Yeah, that's just. Oh, they might when they're in junior high or well, like, high school. I mean, obviously, football has been a distraction because we've. It's been. It's fun to be good at football too. Sure, it is. Obviously, brings and, in more money too. And uh, I don't know. I just hope this, because like the last person to actually feed into the Hilton Coliseum was Cam Lard. I just hope like we have somebody I'd, that someone you know, like I, th- I hope uses we, I, the crowd right. I think I hope we we do that by pure effort. Yeah, we have like a Dustin Hogue type guy or Melvin Edgem, Melvin Edgem, or somebody that he just brings some energy. But you know, I you know people are worried that we have ten on scholarship. Doesn't matter. The only time that that's going to matter is that if we have like three injuries, because with the TV timeouts and all of the timeouts they have, and as good a shape as these kids are in, fatigue should not be an issue. If you're playing seven, so I mean, I don't think tonight we'll probably go nine deep, but I think when we get in the Big Twelve, he's probably going to tighten up the rotation to seven, yeah. which is all we're going to need. So we just got to stay which healthy. Is, we always do that, right? So we got to stay. We just have to stay healthy. Like and then, but the other way, like we complain, like we make fun of Fran McCaffrey for playing like eleven players. It's like, well, you would you rather have eleven average players or seven really really good players? Well, but it. it Fran, Fran McCaffrey playing so many really makes it hard for anybody to get in a groove. And it's only 40, it's only a 40 minute game. I mean, and there's so many 
breaks in the in the action because of TV timeouts and coaches getting timeouts and all this crap. I mean, so if you play ten guys, it's you're hard. It's hard to get in the groove. You know that playing that if you go in for two minutes, it's yeah. hard to get in the groove shooting. I mean, just like think of the Georgia's freshman year. If he would play it on Iowa, and he had, like it took George a while for him to sure like, did yeah. But like he, Fred let him threw him to the wolves and be like. I know you're talented. I know you're good, but if you played with a, like, or it's fun to f- put Fran because it's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, Fran it's just and Iowa and they and they play so many up. players. But if he played at Iowa, if he has a bad stretch or a couple possessions, he's out the rest of the game. Right. But Iowa State, like Iowa State, is it's better. The winning formula is we have to have a coach that we trust and like. Not sure. Like we liked the class coach, but. On like off the court, but not on the court. It was kind of like iffy, iffy to say the least. And TJ, I think it was his first job out of like it was his first like being at the McDermott. He knows he went from really bad Iowa State basketball to the height of Iowa State basketball, and he saw what Fred did. You know what the formula looks like. It's when fan bases like get behind the team that plays hard and is really talented and it's fun to watch. Rather than, I don't know, bad attitudes and yeah, it's not it's, playing a, it's a culture thing again. I think he's trying to set the tone for that. And I just think I just think everybody needs to remember that every team, I don't care what team you're talking about, we did not come out and look very good between now and the second or second week in December. Yeah. So we probably won't look very good tonight. But Pfizer lost to Drake. So Doris White. Um, yeah, so, I mean, all of those teams did not look like world beaters right out of the gate because Kennesaw State's coming in with nothing to lose. They've got a former Iowa State assistant sitting on the bench. They probably are going to get be fired up for that. And so, it'll, it'll be, I think it'll be like – I wish I – I mean, we got to do this podcast so I didn't go to the game, but I just think it'd be kind of – it'd be interesting atmosphere tonight. Cause I think everybody's going to be fired up because the bleach, the, the arena circle seats are out again. Yeah. It's going to be people in the stadium or in the arena, I think – you know, you get to smell the popcorn yeah, again. Get, the clone cones yeah. are going to be out. I mean, and the, the roasted peanuts that cost $500, they're going to be out. I mean, that's going to, yeah. everybody's going to be excited to be there. I'm sure it's going to be a great crowd tonight. Yeah. I mean, I can't go because I got to get up and be on the road at 515 tomorrow, but I'm, I'm excited that it's not, it's not on cyclones.tv. That's the best part of it. Yeah. The because bu- every the time, the, every year that we had cyclones.tv, no offense, John Walters, we use, we watch cyclones.tv all the time. But it buffered every flipping year. Every year we watched the Cyclones.tv basketball game, it would start buffering the second the game started. I'm just glad it's on ESPN+. Plus. And yeah. we got Scott Christofferson and Brent Bloom doing the call. So that'll it's, be fun. It's going to be fun. It's just It, it kind of snuck up on us, to say the least. Yeah. We got Brockington. It's just a fresh, new, hopefully new blood, and hopefully there's fun to watch. I hope Robert Jones is as advertised. They said he is a Dustin Hogue-type player. He yeah. likes to rebound. He likes to play hard. However, he is almost seven feet tall. And Dustin imagine Hogue. Dustin Hogue at seven feet tall. And Dustin Hogue scored like forty-five points in the Sweet Sixteen once, so that's yeah. kind of a high bar. Yeah, but, but he just just that effort though. That's why we loved playing, watching Dustin play, just because he played so stinking hard, had a smile on his face, and loved doing it. So, yeah, I'm hoping. Well, I'm hoping it's a good night. So, so yeah. Um, we were about done. We appreciate you guys listening. As usual, soundthesirens.com. Um, we're doing a special this week. Um, buy two T-shirts. You get the third one for free. Just use the STC, or excuse me, um, tech, 
T-E-C-H, as the promo code. Um, it'll take $20 off your order if you order um, two shirts and throw the third one in the cart, and it'll end up costing you know, like 40 bucks for three shirts. So that's our special we're running. It runs from now until Saturday night. All right. Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. <laughs>